Now entering Nerdist.com. Chew it with a guy named Kevin. Chew it and this other guy Steve. Chew it from the TV and the movies. And now this podcast stream. Chew it. They're gonna get chewy. Chew it. They might even get me. Chew it. But they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Mm, what's up, man? What's up, bro? Mm, what is up? What's up, Kevin Heffernan? How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Great. Doing great. What are you chewing on up there? I'm chewing on a banana. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's how healthy I am. Really? You're getting healthy, right? I had a banana today. I had one yesterday. I had one the day before. Really? I've had a couple of bananas, too, over the last time. Uh, banana. A fruit. I had a salad for lunch. Uh, I was uh, having some soup. What kind of soup? Like just a straight tomato soup. Do you want to know why? Why? It's fucking raining out. It is raining. It's been raining out for like two days, and that's it's soup weather. It is super. You know what? I had uh, my wife and I took our boys uh, tubing. Yeah, okay. a couple of days ago up in okay. uh, by Big Bear, and that is like a that's like a sledding adventure. Sledding, but okay, you know, gotcha. tubes. Yeah, right. And um, we stopped off at the Outback Steakhouse on, oh, on the way back. Yeah, good. Yeah. And uh, chain steak, little chain steak. You know what? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll put that filet mignon up against anything. That thing was delicious. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That thing was delicious. You're gonna put up against the. You put up that against the the of uh, anything. You know what? The it, Outback Steakhouse filet mignon. It was comparable anything? to Ruth's Chris. It was comparable to Ruth's Chris. Shut and also, know. I had chicken tortilla soup. Ruth's started. Chris. Now that's a steak chain. Oh, man. That's a steak yeah, chain. But it's a delicious <laughs> steak chain. And then I had chicken tortilla soup to start, and it was. God Damn delicious. Oh, really? Okay. Holy shit. Now we're just going through your menu. Mm. All right. Anyway. All right. I'm salivating. Let's Soup get is to, good. Let's get to biz. We got a lot Soup to talk about. Is good food. I'm fired up, Queen. Why are you so fired up? You know what it is? It's because like, we're on health kicks now. We are, right? And uh, I. You were telling me about your regimen. I mean, your regimen gets you gets your heart pumping, right? Yeah, but it's like there's you wake up, like, you know, we get the kids off to school at like yeah. 8 30. I go to the gym. Right. Hit, then you start your hit day. the treadmill. I pump iron. Sure. I'm lifting weight. The last two days, Monday and Tuesday, I've been lifting sure. weights at 830 in the morning. God damn it, And bro. then, you know, I, I do a double down. I come back. I hit the treadmill right. for like at an night. hour. Right. At night. Holy shit. But man. I'll tell you what, you work out in the morning like that, 830 in the morning, like yeah. you're in a good mood. You are. For the whole rest of the day. You are. You're in your positive Jacked space. Up. You're in a positive space, as they say. You remember how full of beans I, I walked in our meeting yesterday? I was full of beans. Yeah, it's true. I like it. I love it. It's, be- it's good not being Logie. It's so good to not be low. But, you know, I, sometimes I am hangry, though. I'm always hangry. <laughs> You're hangry? You're always hangry? I'm hangry. Yeah, I'm hangry right now. You are? Yeah. Doesn't seem like you're My body's burning shit. Well, because the, the positive outweighs the, the negative. What are you getting uh, so in shape for? We got something coming up or something this weekend? Well, we are <laughs> putting ourselves on film this weekend, aren't oh, we? Oh, we are, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Actually, video, but yeah. Yeah. HD. Dig. Yeah. High def. Yeah. A lot of people listening to this thing are like, what's film? 4K. You know, something like that. Shit, yeah. Like, you people, True Crew, do you even know what film is? Hit us up on Twitter. Let us sure. know if you know what film is. Um, yeah. No, we, uh, we're we going to shoot our special this weekend. Yeah. It's exciting. It is exciting. It's our third special. It's our third special. And um, it's at the Alex Theater. And if people want to come, if the True Crew wants to come, still tickets available. There are tickets available. If people want to come. And something weird is that, like, on Twitter today... Yeah, I responded to some people who said, "Oh, it's sold out," and I said, "No, it's not," because I know it's not sold out. Well, because it's a it's a gigantic theater, it, and we're doing two shows. Yeah, and so it's like, and uh, uh, you know, there's this gigantic balcony that goes, you know, whatever. Yeah, and so it's like, it's not going to sell out. So I said, "It's not sold out." Yeah, double check, and they went back. They're like, "Oh, okay," and they were like, "Yeah, we just got our tickets." I guess there's something because we've had a few people who were like. Right. Uh, it's sold out. Right. It is not sold out. It's not sold out. Try harder, everybody. Just yeah, try harder. It's up in Glendale. It's going to be two shows this Saturday, January 13th. Right. Heffernan, Lemmy. Our opener is Chris Gordon, who right. is our... Love him. 
a, a great a great comedian. My fear is that you know he's going to outshine us. People are going to walk away and be like, you know, who was really good tonight? That Chris Gordon. I hope so. I hope so too. I hope so. He I hope to he does. Fired up. Yeah. So January thirteenth, Alex Theater, mm-hmm. Glendale, California. Mm-hmm. Tickets are still available. If you go to Hefferdandlemmy dot com, you'll get the links there, or you can go to the Alex Theater uh, website. Yeah, and um, it's just gen- it's general admission. Mm-hmm. And there's like you know two thousand tickets or Gen Admission. Yeah, and there's a, a lot have been sold, and and you know there'll be friends and family there too. But there's always room for more crew. Yeah, there are a lot of tickets have been sold. Yeah, there are going to be a lot of people there. Both it's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. It's, there's uh, we met with the uh, DP the other day. Mm-hmm. Eight cameras. Eight cameras. Eight cameras. Crane I don't think cameras. we ever shot anything with eight cameras before. Nothing. We've shot a lot of shit in our lives. Yeah. That, that Never thing, shot eight cameras. Was, was the Broken Lizard stand-up special? I don't think that was. I think that was maybe six, six cameras. cameras. Yeah. yeah. Eight cameras. It's eight cameras. I mean, a crane. Yeah, this company, know, they shit. know what they're doing. Yeah, they know their fun. shit. So people should come and uh, get join the fun. Come man. hang out. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so that's Saturday night, January 13th. And then uh, the next weekend, another great time. Mm. Another great time. Mm. San Francisco. Mm. All the boys will be back together. The boys are back in town. I knew you were going to say it. Is that uh, the lizards, all five lizards on stage together. We haven't yeah. done it in a long time. Two shows at Cobb's. The first one is sold out. Second one, I think there are a couple. Yeah, there are left. tickets left for it. So uh, it's it's part of the San Francisco Sketch Fest, and we're doing a uh, a special Super Troopers show called Super Troopers Then and Meow, mm-hmm. and we're going to tell Super Troopers stories and talk about Super Troopers too. Show some clips or show a tra- whatever. I don't know. We're going to do some stuff. We're going to do some bullshit. Tell some stories. Yeah. And so yeah. Seven thirty, I think the first show is, and that's sold out. Yeah. Uh, second show ten thirty. Tickets are available still. Yeah. So you can go to heffernandlemmy dot com. I put uh, a link up for that. Perf. Uh, or you can go to Sketchfest sfsketchfest dot com and you get tickets there. Perf. But that's a good time, and that Sketchfest is a fun festival. I mean, there's everyone's in town for Would that. You say thing. it's a fun fest. It is a fun fest. So you can go see people, not just us. You can go. There's tons of other people you go see too. Yeah. You know, you're gonna look at that list and you're gonna be like, "Wow, yeah, that sketch fest is gonna be great." What are we doing the next weekend, Queen? Oh my God, I can't even, I, I can't even catch up, Lummy. I can't even catch up. I know there's a lot. The of next stuff. weekend, we're gonna be um, traveling to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Right, we got tickets. I mean, we have uh, shows uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Thursday night, we're gonna be in Columbus, Ohio, at the Lincoln Theater. That's January 25th, and then the next night we'll be in Cincinnati, Ohio, at Bogarts, and that's January 26th. The next night we'll be in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at the Turner Hall Ballroom, January 27th. Yep. And uh, so 25th, 26th, 27th, Columbus, Cincinnati, Milwaukee. And we're doing that in conjunction with the Chive, I think, the right? Chive, yep. So yep. we're going to, uh, so some Chive guys going to be there, and then we're going to have a, one of those meetups or something like yeah, that. Yeah, meet up afterwards, big party situation. Great. It's going to be awesome. Great. It's going to be awesome. This is going to be a fun month, January. God, I hope it's not too cold out there, though, man. You know, I am kind of a pussy. Now. <laughs> um, two weekends that. later. We're going to be in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. oh, uh, Texas. at uh, Cap City Comedy. That's uh, February 8th, 9th, and 10th at uh, Cap Comedy, Cap City Comedy in Austin, Texas. Love Austin, Texas. Love it. Love it. Love One it. of the great uh, towns to, to drink in. And we will be there doing that. Uh, com for tickets for that, for that too. Uh, and then we shut it down mm-hmm. uh, because we got to start gearing up the promotional machine. Yeah. The uh, schedule's been bandied about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're doing one, two, three, four. I think we're doing twelve screenings, mm-hmm. twelve or thirteen screenings in March. Yeah, 
and then um, and then we'll do a bunch of them. Obviously, a bunch more in April. Yeah, but like we really start gearing it up. It's happening. Exciting, right? We're three months away. It really, literally, is three months away. It really, literally, is it three really months. Literally, is and three and change. I counted up to like when we started screening the movie for the first time. Anyway, so I'm going to say we're two months out. Yeah. It's, gonna be, it's true because we're going to start in you know in in mid March screening yeah. this thing and uh, God it's been a long hey time. By the way, a lot, a lot of it. true crew you know those screenings are for uh, some, some, a lot of those screenings are for Indiegogo contributors which obviously a lot of true crew are yeah and uh, so we're going to be uh, seeing a bunch of you people yeah and then I wonder I, I think they're still trying to figure out like uh, can people still buy tickets for whatever we'll, we'll have more information for that we'll let you guys know but they're still trying to figure out. Um, because you know, if you're in a theater, you want to pack it with fans, man. Yeah, and you want everyone to get a chance. So for sure, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna haul my ass up to Burlington, Vermont, you're gonna haul your cookies up there, yeah, Kev. I want a full uh, screening with uh, some fun Vermonters. Yeah, maybe some real Super Troopers. What do you think about that? Okay, that'd be pretty fun. I like where your head is. That'd be at. pretty fun. Queen. Um, okay, so that's uh, those are all the plugs. God, it's busy. It's so busy. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's even more stuff that we can't tell. There's about. more stuff but, going on. We'll talk about yeah, it at some point. It'll come. It'll all come up. Um, but it's uh, busy, busy, busy. It's funny because it's like that now. This is now. This is what we're doing now. Yeah. And um, you know, our podcast topic for today is then. Oh, right. It is then. It's then because this is meow, and that's then. Okay. Yes, this is meow, and, right. and now we're going to talk about then because some people on on Twitter have yeah have uh, talked. You know, we we've danced around some of our you know the stuff from our early years. Yeah. Uh, but you know, a couple people said, "Hey, I would like to hear about that period of time when you guys were in New York City, twenty one years old, just out of college. Sure. How it all began, kicking around. How it all began. Well, I think it's it, well. How it all began. Obviously, it was at Colgate University, but you're talking about like professionally, like yeah. when we started. Making money for doing shows. Were we making money back then? We uh, technically got paid yeah. to do those shows, but then we just used it to pay for doing more shows. Like, there was never enough money to get paid or make a We all had day jobs. Sure. But uh, it was that time period from when we left school Let's until we right launched. There. Let's start right Until there. we launched. So you and Jay graduated. You guys were a year ahead of me. So you yeah. guys graduated. We graduated, and we went to New York City. And, you know, we debated about even going to different cities, you know, whatever. I, I was thinking about moving to D.C. I was thinking about moving to different places. And then he and I were like, let's, you know, let's just go give it a shot. Let's go to New York and we'll and we'll, we'll give it a shot and see if we can make something happen. Otherwise, I'm going to law school. Yeah. Right. Oh, so you guys were talking about, you, you, like, the two of you were going to do a show? No, no. I mean, it was a question of, uh, like, he, he wanted to go live in San Francisco with his girlfriend or go back to Chicago or whatever. I see, I see. And I was going to go to D.C. with some of our friends who were moving down there or I was going to go to New York, you know? I see. And so the question was, hey, we had such a great time doing this thing in college. Do you want to do it some more in New York? Yeah. And, uh, or I'm going to go this place and I'm going to go that place. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I got a paralegal job yeah. for the, to pay the rent. And he, you know, got uh, various like PA jobs and stuff like that. And where, a mishmash of jobs. Where were you guys living at this time? And then we uh, we got an apartment with a couple other of our college buddies, like one of those big like five six dudes in an apartment in, yeah. the, in the West Village, yeah, on Bleecker Street. One uh, one whose nickname was Soapy. Uh, right. What's up, Soapy? You know from What's Up, Soapy. Right. And and so uh, and the other whose last name was Burton, as an officer Burton. <laughs> right. From Super That's right. And and uh, and so we we end up getting this apartment. And uh, the whole idea was for going to New York. I remember saying, I was like, I'm going to go to New York because I want to pursue the comedy thing. 
in addition to going to law school. Yeah. And so, uh, we, so we went there and we tried it, but it really, we just, for, I would say for, I don't know, four or five months, we just drank. <laughs> <laughs> we just, it was one of those things like you're, you got a job, you're out of college, you're all these people, you're having a fucking great time, you're in New York City, you're getting drunk, you got money in your pocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got paralegal money in your pocket. Yeah. So it was like a, it was a, it was a thing where we were trying to figure out how to get things up and going, and it took a while. It took a while. Probably took uh, till about December of that year. <laughs> well, oh, until you showed up, is that yeah. what you're trying to say? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was even a little before that, because remember, you were still in Colgate. We... um. I remember uh, uh, Jay had had inroads with like the I.O., the Improv Olympic. Right. And they were coming to New York to have a workshop. Right. They were doing a, uh, an improv workshop contest. Right. And so Jay entered a team into yeah. the thing. And uh, the idea was to get, you know, a bunch of us. And, but we had never really done improv before. Never. And certainly not in the long form improv. No, we had done it like competition in, our, in our writing Back in college, before our writing sessions, we would play some freeze tag. Right. Just to get our creative juices flowing. Yeah, which was like half wood and half wooden play. Yeah. I remember we did an improv thing in college. The only time we ever did like a big extended improv thing in front of an audience, and I didn't even participate. Neither did I. I. Neither did I. Me, you, and Al Clapp. We stood backstage. Yeah. And and just giggled about how, I'm not going out there, you go out there, I'm not going out there, you go out there. No, I was terrified of it, but I also thought it was dorky. Yeah, and I'll get into that a little bit more. But I'll tell you that it was very funny what they did on stage. They were great. They were, all, I mean, our our team. You yeah, know, without us, without our support, they were. They all could do it. <laughs> right. I didn't. I didn't like it. I wasn't comfortable doing it, and I thought it was dorky. Sure, sure. And so, uh, so what happened was that this uh, workshop happened in uh, in Manhattan. Yeah. And these people were all coming out from Chicago, and you put together these teams, and then there's going to be a competition. And it was really kind of like them scouting for talent. Yeah. Wasn't it stuff. sponsored by Southern Comfort? Yeah. Southern Comfort was, it was this, because we had t-shirts, right? Yeah. yeah they, 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 were, they were the kind of money sponsor of this yeah. IO workshop. And so we did it, and we were fucking terrible. And <clears throat> there were some of us that lived there, like Jay and I, and then a bunch of people came down from Colgate, like you. Uh, yeah. Me and then Zach Chapman. Zach who, Chapman. He's an actor in Puddle Cruiser who plays yep. the captain of the rugby team. Vigman. Uh, and then Jill Vigman, Jillian Vigman, who yep. you know you can see in everything. Yeah, she's all over. She's Jack in the Box. She's wife. been. Our, she's been our guest, and you know she's been. She was in the, the Hangover. She's been everything. She was in our pilot version. She's on a TV show now. Yeah, uh, uh, the CW. CW show. I wish I could remember the name, name of it. <laughs> uh, I, don't anyway. I don't know if that show is on air yet. You're right. You're right. I think it hasn't aired yet. They're they're filming it now. But yeah, anyway, yeah. she's super talented. Jillian Vigman, great. look her up. You recognize her. Yeah, um, great, 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 great. And so all you guys came down. Yeah, and then we put this team together. We went and did it, and none of us were very good at it. But there were a few teams that were fucking great. Yeah, like there were some guys who were great. Well, it, I don't know if you remember this. It was just us against one other team. Well, I thought there was a. I thought there was another team. No, it was just one other. team. There's one other team. But wasn't it that just like the pod that was ready to compete? Who was going to come out of that bracket to go to a bigger bracket? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, possibly. But for us, it was a head-to-head competition in yeah. like a studio. Yes. Against these guys, and and these were the guys who ultimately went on. Like they were like Gotham Gotham City Improv guys. I think so. Yeah, yeah. They were very good. They were really good. And one of them, yeah. who, whose name I'll just put his name out there. Yeah. One of them was Michael Price. Okay. And. He actually confirmed that what I thought was dorky about improv, and yeah. this might have just been an insecurity thing, but he was out there on his hands and knees doing a sketch, and he was a guy who was, uh, he had some male pattern baldness, and he had a comb over. Okay. And I remember that he was like, 
like I remember him going to his knees, going to the floor, right, and his like shelf of hair lifted up in the air and then like floated back down to his head. Okay, but he was playing the part of of a child, right. And to me, I was looking at this grown man like <laughs> pretending to be a baby on his hands and knees in the studio, and and again, I was like, this is dorky. But that's why we didn't do a good job at it because yeah. that guy was committed. He was. Committed. We we were too cool for school to be committed to it. Yeah, and. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, we got our asses kicked. Yeah, we came in second of two. And then also that guy became instrumental. Instrumental, yeah. In our, in our future here because uh, that guy, Michael Price, uh, who we kind of got a little friendly with, and he was doing a show. He was doing like a cabaret well, lounge hold, singing Well, hold show. on. Let, let's, let's, let's back yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, go, go. We're not there yet. Not yeah, there yeah, yet. But yeah, But yeah. I, I will say also I do remember stepping outside of that competition afterwards. Yeah. And uh, being with Vigman and Zach, yeah, and we were all going to go party someplace. Right. But like, I and remember we did, didn't we? We oh yeah, we definitely <laughs> did. We definitely did. There was a, but we were in Times Square, was yeah. where that was, and there was a, a German tourist walking around looking up at the skyscrapers, uh-huh. and there was a there was a blind um, panhandler, yeah, with his uh, German Shepherd seeing eye dog. Do you remember this? And no, the German the the the, the German tourist mm-hmm. accidentally. Kicked the the dish with the money in it. Okay, and the dude's German Shepherd was awake in a flash and ripped with its mouth ripped the guy's pant leg clean off this. his body. I kind of remember this. Okay, <laughs> the, okay. And the tourist was like, "Hi!" Uh. and like jumped away. We're like, "Holy shit!" That dog got up and snatched that dude. Almost took the guy's whole leg wow. off, but like ripped his entire pant. Shit. Sleeve off his, and then you wrote a script about it. Or? No, you did an improv about it. No, I just remember it. I just remember <laughs> it anyway. Um, so okay, so yeah, so I remember that. Right, and then I I left college. Right, um, I dropped out. I severed my Achilles tendon. So I was actually I was yeah. still in recovery when uh, we did this improv Olympic thing. And uh, y- you guys were like, "Hey, we're gonna do the show. You yeah. want to do the show?" I said, "Yeah, let's do the show." Yeah, I had, I had no I had nothing to lose. Yeah, what did you care? Right. Yeah. That's the reason why you left school. Come hang out with us. Bro. Well, you know, it's like I, I lived in New York City. I was from New York City. <laughs> sure. And I knew you guys were there. But you lived on our couch, despite the fact that you lived with your family in New York City. Well, because that's like, uh, <laughs> apparently, you guys were just drinking all the time. Yeah, we were. But we, were, we had grand designs of setting this thing up. Yeah. And ultimately, we did. Yeah. Ultimately, we did. And so that was like, uh, yeah, I crashed. Uh, Jay set up a line of credit for me. <laughs> and uh story of your life we would go out i'm gonna say every night pretty close to it i mean whatever 21 years old you're in new york city the and city we, that never sleeps yeah i mean where were we going i know we hit the corner bistro a lot we, we had a lot of bars a lot of bars we'd be uptown downtown tons we of would bars. be uh up at richter's we'd be down at the north river bar yeah upper, upper east side we were at richter's on 90 we'd be we'd go over in the east village a shitload yep like 7B and what was it, Tazax or whatever, Tavax? What was that place? Ta- Tavax? Yeah, it's like, or seven, yeah, 7B. I remember we went to 7B. Then it's where uh, Luke Cage, where they shoot Luke Cage. All right. That's where Luke Cage worked. Okay. Luke, it's that bar. I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, but I remember. Well, I remember, no, I mean, you don't. Uh, Luke yeah. Cage is now. Right, right, right. They shoot in that bar. I and remember, that was the bar we used to hang out at. I remember there was North River Bar yeah. down there. Also, we went to uh, Mick Swiggins. Sure. I'm like, okay. what, like, like 23rd and like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we went to a lot of bars, and then and then uh, yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, and then we'd always hit. But we had to get our shit together in order to do shows. Yeah, and, and we were in the, we the gyros. Then we we went yeah. we ate a caravas every late right. night, late night pizza, late night gyros. This is before we got any direction. Yeah, but then so ultimately, 
uh, so we, I worked at HMV. I, right. I got a job at HMV. I was a paralegal. Yeah. And Jay kind of moved around to different jobs. Yeah. He was working at Film Video Arts. Yeah. That was a little later, but yes. A little bit later. Yeah. yeah. No, he was PAing and he yeah. was doing other stuff here and there. And, yeah. Um, but it, what I'm saying, we we met, we we talked to this guy Mike Price. Yeah. And he was like, oh. Uh, I do this show. It's a cabaret show where I sing cabaret songs with this other woman at this place called the Duplex. Yeah, which was a cabaret theater in Christopher Square in Seventh Avenue and Christopher Street. Yeah, and um, the Duplex, the Duplex. And he said, you know, they do comedy shows. If you guys were looking for a place to stage a show, and so we went met with them, and uh, on this guy's recommendation. Yeah. And because uh, I think he was a pretty, they had a pretty popular show there. And then I think, uh, had, I think he was the big swing and dick at that. They place. were they they had a very popular show, I think. And then um, Amsterdam and Price, that was a, is that what it was? Yeah, you remember that? Okay. Well, I don't remember it, but don't, I have don't I have don't just say yes. You I have a it. photographic memory. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so uh, did we? And so whatever. So we did the shows. Uh, uh, so so so, well, so the well, guy the guy said yeah. So we went and met with them, and they're like, yeah, we'll give you shows. You can do Monday nights. Yeah. Get which is your, a terrible night. Get your show together. Right. Which is a terrible night to do it. But. And so uh, so we started, uh, one of our ex-Chargoosebeak uh, friends was dating a, a guy who, he owned a bar on yep. the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Right. And um, He owned it. Yeah, that bar was Bamboo Bernie's. Okay. It was on, uh, what, 84th in Amsterdam, I think? Yeah. And uh, And he would let us rehearse in his apartment on the Upper West Side. Right. And so let's see. There were what there were eight of us. Yeah. At this point, it was the the you, Jay, me, mm-hmm. our friend Zach Chapman. Yep. Uh, then Allison Clapp, who was in Chargoose Goose, because she's yep. in Puddle Cruiser. Yeah. With Zach Chapman, uh, Jillian Connell. Yeah. Who was uh, the the sister of Jay's girlfriend? Yeah. These are all people nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody else. But but no Soder, no Solansky. No Soder, no Solansky, and the two other yeah. guys, Henry and Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and so we started. We launched it. Yeah. And we started rehearsing in this guy's basement or whatever, in his apartment. Yeah. And started writing shows. And I remember the biggest hurdle. The biggest hurdle was knowing that uh, when we were at Colgate doing our comedy shows, the material we wrote was about Colgate. And everyone at our school had the same frame of reference. Mm-hmm. And so you could make these jokes, and then people would just understand the joke that you're making and who you're making. You know, sure. You're making fun of this teacher or that student or that fraternity or that campus cop or whatever it is you know and we it became quite clear when we started doing shows professionally in new york city that you could not do that shit no like and it takes away most of your arsenal (laughs) and you got to figure out how to broaden your appeal to people who don't share the same frame of references yeah yeah and so we started writing these sketches and shooting these videos uh, to try to launch this show, and we had no fucking clue what we were doing. Yeah, well, I remember we we had our in case people have forgotten, we had a very elaborate naming process. Yeah, for the group, right? And uh, which lasted, you know, like good forty eight hours. Yeah, um, but yeah, we wrote. Uh, I mean, some of the sketches that we that we did in that first show, yeah, were sketches from our college school. Show. The ones that were not. You know, uh, yeah. uh, school specific. Like we did the Socrates and Plato, right? Sketch, right? A couple, which, couple guys in togas doing some some philosophizing. I was Soc, I was Socrates, right? Plato, right? And we're just meeting up for uh, some philosophy. Yeah, just sitting down in a restaurant do talking a philosophy. Philosophy. I was the dumb guy, and you were the smart guy. That's right. I was getting irritated <laughs> with you. 
Do you remember, by the way, like, so, you know, we ultimately, we were Broken Lizard, but do you remember that, like, we were Broken Lizard? And it was actually, no, it was Broken Lizard. Lizard. Yeah, which was a kind of an affectation Jay wanted to make. And you were immediately like, well, I think that's going to be a marketing problem because you might as well just make it easier for people. Well, it's, and it's like... The, <laughs> Trying to make it quirky didn't work. Yeah, and the programs say Broken Lizard, and then underneath that in parentheses, pr- pronounced Lithard. <laughs> two A's. Right. And that was, you know, I think people... That didn't stick very yeah, well. Yeah, that's for you fighting yourself. You know what I mean? That's like... Uh, nobody even knows your name anyway. Yeah. And now you're making your name hard to say. One of the videos we shot was Big Fat. Yeah, I remember that. And it was a, it was a take on Bigfoot. But Bigfoot was actually a pile of fat. Yeah. That was running around in the forest, or whatever, just slobbering around in the forest. Yeah. And so this was a combo. Like, I think, didn't you walk out on stage as like an old man? Yeah. We would get on stage and you'd tell, you'd have people doing like um, little monologues about their encounter of the monster. And then occasionally we would pop a video up, uh, maybe showing that monster or showing an event with that monster and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. It was pretty crude. Yeah, but I remember I liked some of that dialogue. I remember when you you were talking about you were like, I remember the year well, the moon had flipped upside down in the sky like yeah. a big old can of tuna fish. Do you yeah. remember that line? Yeah, I remember that line. Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite line. Yeah, it was pretty good. But, and then like so we 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 filmed it like in Central Park. I remember we went up to the Cloisters. Yep. In New York City, and what, we bought a bunch of raw chicken. We did. And the chicken was the fat. Right. Right. And so like, and this thing was surreal. It was like. Then, like, Alison Clapp came out and talked about how she was in love with Big Fat. Yep. And she sang a song. Yeah. Like, Memories or something like that. Memories, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, so that's on stage. And on the video was, like, her and a plate of uh, chicken, raw chicken. And well, they- ultimately, we went and got, like, like fatty steak or, like, salt pork. Because I would... Remember, if you, the end of the thing was it kills me on stage. Yeah. And so I regurgitate. Yeah, you choked the, up on it. I choked on the fat. And then that was it. I was dead. It was funny because... Uh, you know, doing that stuff at the duplex, it was kind of a different world. It was, you know, it's a, it was very much a cabaret theater, so it was like a lot of, a lot of like cross dressing and a lot of kind of like transgender kind of acts. And well, the downstairs was a, a, a like a drag piano bar. Yeah, and you remember one night we went in there, mm-hmm. and uh, Rat from uh, yeah, Rat. Ratner from uh, Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah. The lead guy who plays Ratner. Yeah, De- there's Damone and Rat. The, no, it's not Ratner. It's just Rat, right? Rat. Yeah. The lead kid. Yeah, but he's like he's trying to date uh, Stacy. Right. But he was drunk playing the piano, right? He was playing the piano. And uh, he seemed a little lonely. It was kind of a weird... Like, that's the dude from Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah. And that what the fuck's big, he doing here? That was like a, a celebrity sighting for us. Right. So we were kind of excited about it. Right, but it was weird that he was there. He seemed a little down and out. Yeah. Here, here, well, then, uh, well, another sketch we did. If you remember this, Dreamers Anonymous. Yeah. That was a bunch of us. That wasn't very good for a support group. No, that, that like, wasn't we very have dreams. good. Yeah. The cliche skit. That was something we did in college, and then we, we did, did do that in college. Yeah. And that's just literally. It's like uh, it starts off. Hey, Mitch, what's the word on the street? Mm-hmm. You know, a little under the weather, but the heels are still clicking. And literally, the whole sketch is is it's just uh, cliches. Doing cliches with each other. Okay. Win, loser, draw, which was a. Uh, a game we hit, we had done in, in college, right? And that was like a like a game show, like a, almost a Pictionary kind of Pictionary game show. type thing. Right. And like somebody was up against Picasso, right? There were uh, it was everyone against like the great artists, 
Yeah. And and we're not very good That's at the game. You were paired up with a, a famous artist. That's right. So somebody was yeah. paired up with Picasso. Right. And, and he, he would was, draw like Picasso, which doesn't work very well when you're trying to guess yeah. in Pictionary. And then he'd get, Picasso would get mad at you for not understanding what sure. he was trying to draw. Sure. There's Funny a f- idea. Funny that, idea. That was a crowd favorite. Yeah. Uh, the, a big famous one we did was the Dante's Levels of Hell. Right. Big famous for who? You know, with the, <laughs> the downtown crowd. I, right. Like, uh, but like, for example... Well, oh, basically, yeah. set it up. I mean, the idea is it's like the annoying things of life. And it's like you being... Su- it's like a, they're interstitial things where you're subject to hell. Yeah. So you would be put in hell, and there'd be two people sitting next to you playing the repeater game that we use in Super Troopers, That's for exactly right. Somebody copying um, or imitating everything you yeah. say. Or, you know, whatever. I played George Michael, so it was like... But, like, in this, in this first show, it was George Michael's, like, the lights come up, and it's like Dante's levels of hell, level four... And then I'm sitting there, I've got my, my earrings and my long hair, and it's like, dun 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 Right. And then it's just like, I'm just going to keep singing. Because that was the big song of the time. Yeah. But the great thing about that, why you say it's famous, was that it went over pretty well, and we, we did countless numbers of them, because they're always funny, funny things that annoy people. It's like yeah. the hates that we do in our podcast. It's like, they're just great skits. And so one of the times we thought we made it, was uh, I don't know how, but we we proposed them to Comedy Central, or somebody came and saw them. Oh yeah, and uh, they were doing these interstitial programmings where they would have little sketches between their programs on, on early early Comedy Central. Yeah, like maybe like the when it like the first year it started. It, yeah, and um, and uh, it might have even like remember there was another there was there were two there was the Comedy Channel and then Ha Ha, and then they merged and became Comedy Central. That's right, um, and then. Um, so we did these interstitial programming, and they had a guy uh, who uh, was, you know, a, a director. And uh, we went to a studio, and we shot these things at a, like, a pretty good budget for Comedy Central. He was a slick Australian director. He's super slick. His name was Chris Spinza. Chris Spinza. And he had an Australian accent. And uh, we were very beneath him. You know? Oh, yeah. He knew that we were beneath him. And uh, <laughs> we were 22-year-old kids. And we had these little interstitials, and they were shooting them, and he was a director, and he didn't suffer us very very much, you know? Like, he had that a little signal with his... It's the best. With his assistant, right? It's the best. Where, uh, what was the line he said when he, he, gave us, he gave the wink to his assistant as if... Well, he, he was like, we were like, oh, we can do another thing like this. He's like, nah, it's all right, we got it. And, like, but, we, you know, we've got to get someplace. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we could see while he was talking, he, like, gave the slyest wink. To his assistant. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was done with us. And we were done. But we, had, we went. It was very exciting because we thought this was it. This is our big break. And we went and shot these things for Comedy Central uh, based on these sketches that we did. And it never really went anywhere. No, I mean, they played like one time. I think they time. played them. Yeah, a couple times. What was it called? Like, watch, like, uh, I can't watch this now or something I like that? I can't remember what it was called. I don't remember. But it was a, a very exciting moment for us. I mean, you, you have those. You know, you get like the review. Like when you get the first reviews, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh I remember we did that first show, and then backstage, somebody we, we we paid for a publicist back then. We got a publicist. And it was some woman. We paid her some uh, unseemly amount of money, and she got backstage magazine to come see the show. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember that like they came, and then the 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 review came out. I remember we all went to the newsstands and and bought like ten copies, and it was there. It is like I still have a copy of it. Yeah, like, our first review in backstage newspaper. Although here I found I found one. I found a uh, a review, an here. early review. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know what. You, is it the backstage one? Maybe it's the backstage. No, one. this isn't because the backstage one was was good. Did we have one in the New York Post? Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's it. This is by Diane Stefani. 
Okay. It's the Comedy Review. Okay. And she writes how she went to see three different uh, sketch groups. Okay. This is 1991 or 92? This is 91. Okay. And uh, she writes another group. So she's she's seen three different shows. Okay. The first one. Okay. uh, She's another group by the name Broken Lizard at the Duplex was so horrendous (laughs) 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 that somewhere in my notebook I scribbled, quote, a night like this makes me loathe, and in parentheses, underline loathe, <laughs> being a comedy critic. This is a sophomoric production for a sophomoric audience, uh-huh. end quote. That's all we got from That's her. That's all we got from her? What's her name again? We should look her up. Diane Stefani. Think she's still kicking around somewhere? I don't know. Diane Stefani? Hey, Diane. Huh, maybe she's like Gwen's mom or something. Wouldn't that be a hoot? That'd be cray. Uh, we did a sketch called Team America, where okay. we. Uh, That's another one we did at Colgate. That's very patriotic. Captain well, it was a. Uh, it was uh, interesting. It was uh, you know satirical. Do you remember who you satirical played? Satirical at the time. I was the Russian bad guy. I think. Oh well, that was the second. That was in the second incarnation okay. at Colgate. Okay. But uh, I think weren't you? Oh, Jay was Captain Nationalism. Yeah, he was Captain Nationalism. Yeah. Zach was Kid Liberty. Yeah. And then Jillian was Fanny Freedom. Fanny Freedom, right. And uh, yeah, it was just a jingoistic uh, sketch. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was a it super right wing. It was a commentary on super right wing. It was kind of like Team America, pre Team America. Yeah. Here's a video we shot. Uh, the boy with the branch on his head. Oh, yeah. Another one that was done of a Colgate. Yeah. And this was a, a mock after school. Now, special. didn't you do that one while we were down in New York City? Didn't you do that one of a Colgate? Did we film it? I can't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, but we went up to Connecticut and we shot that one. Yeah. Up to my parents' house. That was fun. Those were always fun. Little trips up there, make a little movie for the yeah, weekend. Yeah, and the plot is there's a boy who has a branch growing out of his head. Right, it's an after-school special. He's an after-school special. And you played the bully. Yeah, butch. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And, I know. Uh, I know that one. Yeah, gosh. Um, there was also that moment. I'm just going to inter- intersperse into this. Um, there's also those moments that uh, that we got re-upped. Like, it was kind of interesting because... We had a very big network of friends at that time because you're just fresh out of college and a lot of people from Colgate would go down to New yeah. York City. And so in those situations, it was a matter of getting your audience, getting an audience out well, this there. Is, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like we were saying our first shows, we, we got they gave us four Mondays. Yeah. And the first one, I mean, we were 21, 22 years old. Yep. But there was that big network. You mm-hmm. know, we had a bunch of fraternity brothers and a bunch of Colgate yeah. graduates. Who liked to drink and go out and party and have a good time. Yeah. And and they came out, and I, uh, I remember one of our early shows, uh, it was a kind of an audience that they didn't see at this place, at this cabaret place. Yeah. And and I remember after one of our shows, it was just, the room had emptied out, and you looked out, and it was, the tables were littered with beer bottles. Yeah. Just beer bottles everywhere. Well, it was the first show. Yeah. We did our first show there, and yeah, they, they were used to, like, Amsterdam and Price, like, people sing sure. show tunes and, like... Like some reviews, comedy reviews. Right. Someone would come and drink like a, one martini or something like that. You yeah. Know what I mean? But this is like, this was like, they would drink a shitload of beers and then go out to the bar, upstairs bar. Yeah. And they drink a shitload more beers. Yeah. And we would hang out. And I think the place was like, holy crap. Yeah. We got to, we got to get on top of this. Yeah. And so they, uh, they extended us. They, after that first show. Yeah. I believe it might have been the second show, but they extended us. Uh, first they, they gave us Friday nights. Yeah. And then after a couple shows like that, and it just, same thing, just kept happening. And then it was like, it was an event for our friends. Yeah. 
people just show up, and then they gave us the summer run. Right. We had to write new shows so that our friends would keep coming back. Yeah. But that's that's really a funny thing, I think, is like, it had nothing to do with the content of our show. No. It had nothing to do with how funny our show was or any talent whatsoever. It was how much our audience drank. Hey, that's capitalism. Isn't that still what it is? Though? That's capitalism. Isn't that why we made Beer Fest? No, I mean, that's exactly <laughs> it. It's like, it's it's pure commerce right there. Yeah. That club is like, you know, look, they, they I mean, Amsterdam and Price. Right. They were sold out on their Saturday night yeah. shows all the time. They sure. were the hot, one of the hottest shows in the village. But yeah. like their crowd would literally have the two drink minimum. It was probably a couple glasses of wine. Right. And like it was very civilized. Our crowd was coming in, and these people were drinking like ten beers a piece. Yeah. And you know what? The staff liked us too. I remember because remember like uh, we used to do that sketch, the Swedish. Uh, Na- na- men's bikini team or something like that. Yeah. Like, remember at the time the big TV commercial was the Swedish national bikini team and the girls in bikinis would be running around or whatever it was a Budweiser ad or something. Yeah. We did the men's one. Yeah. And so we had like four or five of you guys, not me, in Speedos just <laughs> dancing your asses off yeah. on stage. And I think, the, uh, I think the waiters at this club really enjoyed it and they said something to Jay at one point. They're like, really like that Swedish show. Uh, yeah, well, and, you know, like, we're not being homophobic here. The entire staff was gay. Well, that's fine. They thought it was great. They were gay, and they yeah. liked us. They loved us. They liked us because we made the money, and they liked us because we were young. Hey, dude, I'm a gay icon. You are a gay icon. Right? You're the bear of the day. I am the bear of the day. But also, like, and this this leads to a little bit down the road. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, yeah. but, like, uh, Kevin Cooper, yeah, who was a guy that we had met, like, he and Jay met at uh, NYU, at, like, the summer film program there. Yeah. He was a former military guy. Yep. And he was now coming down to our shows and operating the VCR. Yeah. And trying to help us, you know, get and, it together. And videotaping yeah. it. And but those guys, for us. they really had the hots for Coop. They liked Coop. They really liked Good looking guy. They gave him, like, in the back, they were hooking him up with free beers. Yeah. He's, he was a soldier. Yeah. That dude is a soldier. Yeah, he was a hero. Uh, but he, I, remember them loving, I remember them loving that Swedish team and, uh, and, uh, and being very supportive of our show, even though it was very different than the shows that were in there. And now, Kev, a couple of things I, I want to talk about. Like, okay. Let's talk about The Beast. For the a Beast. Let's talk yeah. about The Beast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we had, uh, you know, we're, we're, sh- we're doing videos. We, you yeah. Know, we, have, we, would, we would do the opening video like, hey, this is Kevin Heffernan, and this is Steve Lemming, this is Jay Chandris, as he was known back then. Yep. Or you Jay do Chandler. an opening video. Well, that was our thing, because when we were at Colgate, we would shoot little videos. Yeah. And, you know, the technology is very different. We shot it on VHS. Yeah. And then we edited it tape to tape on VHS. Yeah. And then we popped it. We had a guy in the back of the room with a VHS. Yeah, who placed the VHS. And so when we got to New York City, it was pretty much the same way. I mean, there was no internet at that time. There was no cell phones. There was no whatever. We would shoot Nothing these things uh, on DV. The, dig- the, the video had shifted a little. I think they were high eight. I can't remember what it was. There was there oh, were, right. We had moved on from VHS at that point, but it was still a very kind of like tape-to-tape editing process, which we would sneak into NYU and edit there or later on at SVA when Jay was working at uh, or FV, whatever that place was. He FVA, yeah. And, um, Film Video Arts. But anyway, so unlike most places now who have, you know, a flat screen TV somewhere or whatever, there's no, there was no video uh, capabilities in these cabaret theaters. Yeah. Because nobody showed videos. Yeah. And so um, we would have to bring everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we, uh, Jay bought like a, th- it was a 32-inch TV at the time. Yeah. Which is not that big w- compared to what people have now, yeah. you know? At the time. Or the 38, I think, or something like that. At the like time, that. it was gigantic. Well, because the thing is, it's a tube TV. Yeah. 
and and people forget about this shit. But like, but it needed to be big so you could see it from the back row. That's right. And it wasn't so a you huge. You need a big TV. But so when you get a TV that size in that year, it's it's about fucking four hundred pounds. That yeah. TV. By the way, how how big was that room? Like fifty people, sixty? No, no. I, I would say it was it was probably in the hundred. Oh, really? Probably about a hundred. Okay. Maybe eighty-five to hundred. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that thing weighed a ton. Yeah. And so we would have to bring it every show. Yeah. And that would be us living in that Bleecker Street apartment on the third floor. Yeah. With no elevator. Yeah. Carrying it down, <laughs> bringing it over. We had a tray that we would wheel it on. Yeah. And we'd wheel it five or six blocks over to the theater, and then no elevator there. You'd have to walk it up into the theater. Yeah. And every show you had to do that. Yeah. Uh, so the beast is what we'd call it. And we that was like a rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. And like Whose job it was to carry the beast. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. And then you get home and you have to lift it back up. And that's, that's right. Like, and it'd be terrible. And then we would have somebody, whether it's Coop or, or uh, our buddy VK, would sit in the back. Or Whitey, our buddy Whitey, Chris would sit White. in the back and put the VCR tapes in, make sure they played at the right time. And then, you know, put and by the next playing one at the right in, time, and, uh, there was a timing issue because, like, this is... You didn't want the audience to see the word play come on the screen and then the video starts up. But the TV also took a moment to warm up. Yeah. And so it's like, I remember like all those guys, whether it was Vince or Coop or Whitey, it became a source of pride if they could like time it to use the remote to turn the TV on. No lag time. And hit play and then have the video just start up right as the the, the picture. And then they would have to remember to rewind it when they were done or else the next time, the next show... You were fucked. You had to wait for it to rewind. And by the way, that was a major problem. <laughs> and that occasionally happened. Yeah. That occasionally happened. And and it was difficult because those were the times where we used to change our costumes. Yeah. And the situation was those cabaret things weren't built to uh, to accommodate, you know, a nine-person comedy Another room. for Amsterdam and Price. That's right. And who don't even have, need to go backstage. They walk out in their tuxedo and do their song. We had nine people, massive costume changes, Massive costumes, yeah. you know, whether it's gorilla costumes or mermaid costumes or mm-hmm. cop costumes. Togas. And all they had was, like, their backstage was basically like a flight of stairs. It was like five stairs yeah. in a hallway. And that's all you had. A narrow hallway. Yeah, with nine of us. And each person would claim a step. Yeah, with a landing at the bottom and a landing at the top. Yeah, Each person would claim an area, and then you'd get all your costumes set up. And then you'd have to change, quick change. Yeah. Girl or guy, didn't matter. You had to fucking get naked, change your clothes at the drop of a hat, and oh, be yeah. ready to get back out there. No, I remember. And and, and by the way, there there was also a um, a uh, an emergency exit door at the top. Sure. And so, like in the winter time, if you were changing up there, like the floor was freezing. Yeah. And and the fucking cold air was coming right through the crack in the door. Like it was cold up there. Right. It was cold up there. And then the night. I think it was the first night of one of our shows, it yeah. rained. It was some sort of a monsoon, like it is here in California yeah. right now. And uh, and the rain, for somehow, somehow it was so uh, strong, it started coming in the back door yeah. and, and going down the stairs. Now, our clothes are all over the place, and our costumes and our fucking props, everything on the ground, and the, ra- and the water starts gushing in. Yeah. And we're back there trying to change our clothes, and the water's fucking gushing in. Yeah, and that happened more than on. once. Yeah, that happened a couple of times. Remember, because we had like we had opening night bad luck. Yeah, there were a couple of times where we started a new run of a show. Like that was our our second show that we did there. Yep, that was the opening night. The that the um that backstage was so tight. I mean, not backstage. That stairwell was so tight. Like like uh, in the second show, 
or God, it, it, like uh, like Lauren Bright and I. Yep, who's had, one of the actresses? Yeah, she and I had uh, several awkward moments because oh, we okay. would change right next to each other on yeah. the stairs. Yeah, and like like one time my dong flopped out of my boxer <laughs> hole. Yeah, and one time like her boob came out. Another time like she actually got her. Her like she had a like leotard. It got caught in her okay in her groove. Okay, okay. And like I was looking right at it, and she was like, "Sorry." I was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> it was awkward. I mean, we were we were packed in, but it was like a throw your clothes on as fast as you could. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean some of those, uh, and and this is like no one would ever know this, but there were some that were like, you had to go from like mm-hmm. the cop outfit, yeah, into the toga. I mean, you and right. I would run backstage, and people would be helping us, like tying the strings around, yeah. Like, and the video is going on, but it's still like you got seventy yeah. seconds to put do a full costume change. Now a guy like you today, I mean, that's you know, that's the size of your bathroom. Like you demand backstage area now, right? I mean, compared to that time, you've Dude, graduated. I, I need a pool table in my backstage area. <laughs> it's in your rider now to make sure that it's the big backstage area. You know, it's like look, we you and I we play comedy clubs, and like some of them are great, but every now and then you'll you'll get to a place where like. Uh, you're in the manager's office because they actually don't have a green room. And then you sit back there and it's like, I'm actually glad we had it, like days like this. So right. like I'm not such a prima donna about it. <laughs> right. You've been there. Yeah. But like, like uh, I mean, these are the fondest. These are the fondest members. Yeah. It's like these. Remember, um, remember um, having to go out and drum up audiences too? That was another part of it. Yeah. Like that was such a pain in the ass. Like we would make up these postcards. Yeah. And you'd walk around NYU, you'd walk around Washington Square Park, you'd walk around the village, just hand out postcards, just get try to get people to come to your fucking show. Yeah, I remember uh, Stolhansky and I. Well, this, this is later. So then, well, Soder and, and Stolhansky showed up for our second run. Yeah, our, sec- our second. Well, it was like probably our third show, or whatever. But it was kind of a second run. Yeah, uh, we kind of re re. Uh, Made up the group because some people went on and did other things. Yes. Some guys went back to school. Zach went back to college. Uh, uh, but Stolhansky and Soder had graduated at that point. Yeah. And so they came down and they joined into the team. Yeah. And, you know, uh, forever. Yeah. And, uh, and there, were, there were still probably, you know, seven or eight people at that point. But they, that's when the five of us had, you know, first kind of got it together. Yeah. It was in the, after they graduated and they came down. Yeah. I remember one time being with Stolhansky. Um, passing out flyers down in the village, and there, there we came across a celebrity. Yeah, and uh, it was he. He was with a buddy of his. It was there was a TV show back then called The Young Riders. Right, it was a western. Yeah, it was. It was basically TV's version of Young Guns. Okay, right. Good looking young guys were and these cowboys. Yeah, well, like the Young Guns was like Kiefer Sutherland and like Emilio sure. Estevez. Sure, Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, yeah, as Chavez E. Chavez. I think uh, Charlie Sheen was in it for, for a moment. Sure. Dermot Mulroney. Sure. He right. was in it. Yep. These guys were all like super pretty boys. Right. As, as the Young Riders. But it was the same idea. Yeah, but like this Young Rider that we uh, bumped into was yeah. the one that I basically modeled my look on. Okay. Like, wait, so wait, now you bumped into this guy and you recognized him? Yeah. Okay. He was the best looking one on okay. the Young Riders. He had long hair with long hey, sideburns. You're Biff from Young Riders. Yeah. No, but like, are you are you Clem? Yeah. I'm Lem. Are you Clem? Do your friends call you Clem Dog? I'm Lem Dog. And uh, we asked him. I, I, you know what my line was? Holy what? shit! I just fucking remember this. My line to him was like, "I've seen you in your show." How about you come see me in mine? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Okay." He was like, "Oh, I was like, really? We're just we're performing over here at the Duplex. It's right over here. Yeah. It's a comedy show. It's awesome. You're gonna love it. The mm-hmm. whole fucking hard press." 
And he's like, okay, cool, we'll be there. Yeah. They didn't come. No, they didn't come. Dicks. They didn't come. There was that other, that other night where uh, we were walking. I think it was on the Upper West Side. I think we were, we were somewhere. And um, uh, it was early 90s SNL cast. Yeah. Right? So Mike Myers had just started. I think he was like a season or two in. Yeah. And uh, we had mutual people we knew from Chicago and, and Second City that we knew him. and not, we, we didn't know him, but we knew who he was. And so he had started Saturday Night Live. And when we saw him walking down the street, we had our postcards where we saw him walking down the street. Yeah. And uh, went out to him and was like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And we, and we were like, hey, we do this comedy show. You know, we'd love for you to come to it. And in some sort of misunderstanding, he thought we were asking him for tickets to Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And he was kind of like, no, I can't do that. And yeah. we were like, what the fuck? This guy's a dick. What do you mean? Yeah. And then it was kind of like the understanding was figured out. And he was like, oh, I thought you were asking for tickets to my show. He, no, no, no. We thought you could come to our show. Yeah. And so we invited him to our show, but he never came. Didn't we get his phone number? No. What happened was, <laughs> what happened was there was a big profile of him in like the New York Times magazine. Right. And it mentioned his girlfriend or wife's name at the time. And so uh, we were just fucking around. We found her name in the phone book. God damn it. And we realized that they lived together. And so we found her name in the phone book. And so we were, we were fucked up one night. We just called. Mm-hmm. We called the number. Oh, and he answered the phone, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and then we got all nervous and fucking hung, hung up, up on him. Whatever, yeah. Heavy, was, heavy breathed him. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mike. But that was always the problem was trying to get the audience in there. And, you know, eventually probably our run at the duplex ended when we, we ran out of audience or whatever. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. But then, well. But I would get people like, you would do the same thing. I think like I would do like, I would go to the HR department at the law firm where I was a paralegal. I was like, hey, let's schedule like a. Like a law firm night. Oh, yeah. And they're like, great idea. And yeah. you'd get the whole fucking law firm to come out and watch the show. And, yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. No, and you I, like, I, mean? I worked at the HMV record store. Yep. And so, like, you know, had a few people would come down from HMV. Right. And, like, uh, back then, Soder was working at the Guggenheim Museum as a security he guard. He was. My brother got him that job at God the Guggenheim. Dude, how the, how the, for art thieves, <laughs> you got to keep an eye out because, like, that's when you should have that, knocked that's over. That's where Soder learned to sleep standing up, I think. I mean,. <laughs> You know, I always I loved thinking it was like in in the uh, in this the the movie in the museum movie heist sure he, museum heist movie. So does the guard. He's the guard who gets garroted <laughs> from above because he's like reading a comic book. But it's funny when those guys showed up in town. Um, I don't know if you remember, like they had so much. Uh, that, what, like uh, we were living at the flop house, which was we had moved to another apartment up at the twentieth. It's a it was a townhouse and uh, it's a brownstone and. Uh, and there was six, seven dudes living in there, you know. And those guys came and had no place to live. And so Solansky slept on the couch and Soder slept on the floor of my bedroom mm. for months. For months. They didn't have any jobs. They didn't have anything. They were just sleeping on the floor of my room. And Soder would keep his sleeping bag folded up in my closet. <laughs> and every night he would unfold his sleeping bag and he'd... God damn he's, it. he'd get in his sleeping bag and he'd sleep on the floor. Stolhansky was bartending at the Hotel Galvez. That was a little bit later, I think, but yeah. yeah. But uh, well, that was always fun because we would go down there and uh, hang out. And when your buddy's a bartender, you know, he can shut the bar down and then you just keep drinking. Yeah. Keep drinking all night long. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah. Uh, but those, you know, those shows, you know, I think, I think they were a lot of fun and a lot of people came through. We met our manager, Dave Miner, uh, mm-hmm. that way. He came to the first show and he was fresh out of college himself and we got to become friends. And he wasn't even a manager. He, was he a wasn't. Guy. He was just trying to be a producer and, and a comedy producer. We met him and 
But yeah, so we did duplex shows for probably like two, two years, I would yeah. imagine, and uh, and probably up until you know, I think we kind of shut it down. We went off to shoot um, our first movie, so Puddle Cruiser, right, or Tinfoil Monkey Agenda. I can't remember which one it was, but we um, we would also periodically do college shows here and there if we could get a gig. You know? Well, we had yeah, I remember we played the like uh, some inappropriate ones. We played the HMV uh, AIDS. Yep, we did. Uh, festival. We did. Trying to do sketch comedy there. That was not good. Well, we went up to Hobart. We did a show there. We went to St. Lawrence. We did a show there. Yeah. Uh, none of them very successful. No. <laughs> in fact, all of them terrible. And then, yeah, and then Kevin Cooper said, you know, he was still at NYU. He was in the in the proper film program there, and he said, I want you guys to write and act in my senior thesis film. Yeah. Which was the Tinfoil Monkey Agenda. Right. And then, um, yeah, we went down to Florida. He flew us down to Florida. Yeah. And... Um, and we shot the Tinfoil Monkey Agenda in a few days. Yep. Um, and that was and that really was our first film. That was a 30-minute film. Yeah, and then that, then that was it. We had the bug. Yeah, we had the bug. And then it was all about trying to get uh, Puddle Cruiser made. Yeah. That's a different story, though, Lemmy. That is a different story altogether. But that was, um, yeah, that's kind of an overview of uh, from college until starting to make movies. That's what we did. We just did these shows at the duplex or around New York City. Yeah. And we wrote sketches and we... Tried to do improv and and we drank and a we lot. We hang out. We handed out postcards and we write letters. I, I remember being working at this law firm. I was just every night I would just write fucking letters. Yeah. Every TV show, every movie company, every whatever, trying to get people to come to your show, whatever it was, just kind of sending material around, S- sending scripts of things. Yeah. Like trying to hump it, trying to get people to come see. Yeah. Um, still doing that, right? Still doing it. We're still trying no, to. But that, was, that was a great now time. Now you got social media, you can do it. But that was a great time. That was like the beginning, the dawn of the the independent film boom, which is why we ultimately decided we're going to make. Yeah, because we didn't even talk about that. We we uh, we would periodically have these opportunities to pitch TV shows, or you'd have people uh, coming around. You know, like we, for example, we had heard at one point, or we were told that MTV was trying to put together a sketch comedy show with a young sketch comedy group. Yeah. in the area and. Uh, they were going around and seeing a bunch of the groups, and I remember they came to see us, uh, and it was exciting, and I think we had a terrible show. E- did we have a terrible show? Yeah. I can't remember if we did. Or maybe we had a good show. I can't remember. But ultimately, what they saw this another group from NYU and uh, that was performing around, around the village at the same time, and they were the state, yeah. the guys from the state. And so they ended up signing the state, and they made a show with them yeah the state the state and then we uh, we went and made Puddle Cruiser we yeah. made a movie and stuff. but that was all that so like remember then like there were talent scouts like remember like uh, agents would send their assistants yeah right and that still exists like this but like yeah they would go like I remember uh, a girl from Abrams came and, you know like yeah a couple of us went like I remember like going to Abrams and like had awful experiences yeah <laughs> like where <laughs> I was sitting there I was waiting to meet with the commercial I think I've told this story before and like I was next to a really good looking dude yeah, and like we were, ch- he was a perfectly nice guy, but he w- he was like, yeah, as a prop guy on uh, on this shoot, and uh, you know, I started I was dating the the actress. I started I started banging the actress, and uh, her manager was there. And he just he sent me on a uh, audition for a Wendy's commercial, so I went on. And I booked it, and uh, <laughs> Jesus. And then the the agent that I was supposed to meet with came walking out, went right up to him, was like Steve, and I was like, no, I'm Steve. <laughs> and then she took his head. She was like, well, can I have your head shuck? to the other guy? She's like, right. you have a really good look. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, sure, and and, and like gave it to her. And then I went in there. She didn't fucking know. Like, God. and I met with the film guy at Abrams, and he was like, I left 
my reel, which was honestly like the Socrates sketch. Sure, like, sure. Like the uh, shit that Coop would shoot from the bucket of the duplex. Yeah, and like the dog pile on Jim <laughs> video, like where we dog piled on, on Stolhansky and he right. his head exploded. Right. Like uh, I looked really good in that video, so like that oh, was, I put that on my according reel. According to you. And uh, <laughs> I remember like, I remember we were going to film uh, Mob Real Estate up in Connecticut, but I had an audition for a Doritos commercial. Okay. And like I went up there, I was super hungover. I did, I was like, I love the herbs and spices and Doritos. <laughs> All right, I forget it. And then like, and then came downstairs. And you guys were waiting for me in the fucking car, and, and right. off we went. I knew we went and shot our own video. Yeah, that's the way it is, Lemmy. That's the way it is. We just do our own shit. It's a business. I know. Um, um, all right, right there's a little walk down memory lane. I hope people find it at least somewhat interesting. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you find it interesting, Kev? Uh, I find it interesting, but I, it's that's my life. You know what I mean? You don't want to get too esoteric for the Chew Crew. Yeah, we'll have to take it on. You know, we'll, you know, from that time period on. You know, in another podcast, you we'll do it. All right, like pick to it up be, from Puddle Cruise. To be continued. T B C. T B T. Okay. T B T. What are you gonna eat? Um. Wow. What should I eat? I know what I'm eating. What. I'm eating a gyro from Carrabba's. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll have a slice. I'll have a New York City slice. Okay. Same. God, I miss New York City slices. God, I miss Carrabba's gyros. So do I. Fuck. I right. I can do that, I guess. Dude, look at this thing. That oh, thing shit. would stink you up. Oh, is it, you'd wake up the next morning tasting that garlic sauce. Oh, oh Jesus. Okay. I'm with you. I can taste it right now. Oh, my God. I can still taste it right I'm now. About, I'm, tasting, I'm, I'm eating it already. I'm nibbling right. on it. All right. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Chew Crew. Uh, come see us this weekend if you're in Southern California. At the Alex Theater. It's going to be fun. Saturday night, January 13th, 7 o'clock show, 9.30 show. Yeah. In Glendale, California. All right. Big taping special. I'm let's go. haircut. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. Oh, like slices. Oh. Mm. Like mm. All right, Chukru, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, my God. I'm going to stink tomorrow. Mm. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Mm.